find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh, check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have you. your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the Indie Mayhem Show, uh, number 31. I'm Mike Sorg, Sorgatron, at Sorgatron, here in on the Twitters, and here in the studio in Pittsburgh, PA, the Mayhem Studios. A little bit of a production guy around wrestling here in the area, and my compatriot, also kind of sort of in the wrestling business as well, is Eamon, at Eamon2, please. He's the uh, uh, ringside announcer up there at, uh, I'm sorry, down there, my globe is uh, flipped tonight sir down at inspire down i'm sorry nwa inspire pro wrestling i i, I yeah. i'm not used to saying the nwa sir how you doing it's a nice little added added touch thank you Sorg. i'm excited to be back on and i'm so excited to talk some indie wrestling as always yes yes and of course we'll get to our guest in a moment uh but in the meantime First, big thanks to our intro from Basic Sickness. You can check out more music from him at basicsickness.com. You can check out this show and others uh, about the rest of the world of wrestling that we love to talk about at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Uh, hit us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and audio and video formats, however you prefer to consume us. And if we're missing anything, let us know as well. Uh, and you can let us know over at Good Times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com, or you can drop us a line at 412 WMS zero on the hotline. Uh, also, please check out at mayhem show on the Twitters or wrestling mayhem show on Facebook or Google plus. Um, and of course you can join us here live every Tuesday night at 11 PM Eastern time, 10 PM central for Amen out there in Texas, uh, at live.sorgatronmedia.com. And, and, and Pop in earlier. Pop in at 9 o'clock where we talk about more WWE TNA wrestling uh, and even earlier for more geeky stuff. You can check out all of that at SorgatronMedia.com. Now we got a very special guest uh, tonight. I, I run into this guy a lot here in the area at these shows. Um, and uh, he is the first referee we've had on the show. So again, again, you know, Amy, we like to get different perspectives, not just the guys in the ring, everybody working around. Well, I guess he's in the ring too. Uh, but Jake, <laughs> but Jake Clemens joins us. The zebra of the evening. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing? All right, man. All right, man. Uh, so, uh, well, first of all, well, first get to know you, you, I, I saw this and I don't know much about your history. I just know where I run into you at. Which has been IWC, VOW, uh, the 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 DBI in Ohio, uh, Prime Wrestling, I think is where I first met you. Uh, mm-hmm. But you are internationally traveled, uh, from what I'm reading here. Uh, yes, sir. I started working up in Canada at Alpha One Wrestling in December of 2013, and I went back in I believe May of 2014 to work with Smash Wrestling. And I continue to have a relationship with Smash Wrestling. They actually have a show on Saturday in Toronto, Canada. Um, And you can visit them at www.smash-wrestling.com. Awesome. They're actually one that uh, they've been on our radar at least the last couple months, I think. Um, Definitely got got a hell of a presentation up there from the looks of things. Absolutely. So, uh, So first, you know, like we said, you know, you know, on this show, we like to look at, you know, a lot of times the people, you know, in indie wrestling, 
you gotta be fans first. So what's your what's your uh, introduction to pro wrestling? What's kind of your earliest fondest memory? My earliest memory of professional wrestling was WWF SummerSlam in 1996 in Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. Um, my parents, my brother, myself, my childhood friend Nick, and his mom and dad went up there, and uh, my cousin Joanne. We went up to Cleveland Tower City. Uh, we went to a luncheon which featured Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mark Merrow and Sable, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, and Uncle Zebekiah, and Flying Brian Pillman. Nice. Uh, we got to eat dinner. We got to get autographs with all of them. And um, we also met Psycho Sid and got picture and autograph with him. And Undertaker was at Target, but the line was too long to meet the Undertaker, unfortunately. But uh, we were hanging out at the hotel at tower city and we got to meet uh gold dust. Um, who was the man that managed Shawn Michaels? Um, Jose Lothario, according to the Wikipedia, oh, we met Jose Lothario. Yes. And we also met, uh, Owen Hart. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that was like everybody worth meeting <laughs> at the time. Holy crap. Mm, yeah. And that was my earliest introduction to, uh, WWF. But my earliest introduction to independent professional wrestling was um, Cleveland All-Pro Wrestling, Tussle and Tusslaw, ran by the late, great JT Lightning. Um, The main event was Butterbean versus Bill Collier. Oh, wow. And we had won tickets on the radio. (laughs) And I had never been to an independent wrestling show. So we went just to go. Me and my buddy were fans of wrestling. And um, it was a really, really good show. I got drawn into that. And then... uh, about a few years later, I went to uh, Mid-Ohio Wrestling in my hometown of Barberton, Ohio, with my friend Tim and my friend Derek. And the main event of that show was Osiris, now known as Congo Kong, against uh, superhero in training Rosie. Nice. Oh, very cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and you know, I actually just uh, experienced Congo Kong at the Gathering of the Juggalos a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's That's interesting. <laughs> Um, awesome. Awesome. So what, you know, what is the path, you know, because I, I, obviously I think we know, you know, we, in our conversations, you know, the path to become a pro wrestler, the, the path to the, it seems like the stumbling path to become an, an announcer, uh, from Eamon and, and Joe Dabrowski here, you know, that we've talked to and other, other sides. How, how does one become a referee? Um, when I was 16, I went down to real action wrestling in Barberton, Ohio, five minutes away from where I live. And, uh, my friend Tim Clark introduced me to Real Action Wrestling, ran by uh, Frankie Andalini. Um, I would go to the shows, and you know, I, I didn't ever think I would be involved in wrestling mm-hmm. uh, because my mom banned me from watching wrestling during the Attitude Era, so I missed out on a lot because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be just like DX and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would go to school, I'd flip <laughs> people off, I'd tell them to suck it, you know, really mm-hmm. inappropriate things, but. Um, um, another story off on another tangent, I guess, uh, when I went to that mid Ohio show with my friend, Tim, he was supposed to leave to go to Florida the next day. And I had woken up and his sister called me, texted me multiple times. And he actually had passed away in the middle of the night from seizure. So he always wanted to be a wrestler or a ref or a ring announcer. And unfortunately he couldn't do that because he was epileptic. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had asked Frankie, I said, hey, um, is there a way that I could be a wrestler, be a referee, ring announcer, commentator, ring crew, anything? And he said they needed some refs at the time. 
So I thought that was perfect because I didn't look like a wrestler and um, actually wanted to be involved with the business somehow uh, to commemorate my, uh, my friend Tim. And um, I started in March of 2010. I was still in high school at the time at Barberton High School and I had yet to graduate. So that was, uh, that was how I started and I trained under uh, Eddie Insane. Now, it seems like, and we've had this discussion uh, a little bit, um, and, and this kind of the online, ongoing discussion, I know uh, Joe Dombrowski has uh, when he's talking about, of course, there's the uh, Refereeing 101 uh, seminar that we put on DVD here uh, on Sorgatron Media in, in conjunction with them. Uh, but referees seem to be the, the, the one thing, one of the things that seem to be skimped on as far as some promotions go. Like it feels like they 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 kind of say yeah we'll throw a guy in the ring right uh, like have you have you run into that kind of situation uh, and and how important is what a referee does to the ring because I mean even going into this podcast you know no disrespect but saying yeah we're gonna have a referee on he's a cool guy and it's like well what the hell does a referee do you know how how is he important you know like like people generally don't think about you even though you are there in the ring in every match. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not clear to people that they're just casually watching, I think. Absolutely. I've run into that problem, unfortunately, because promoters would rather throw a friend or a fan into the ring Mm -hmm. to save a few dollars than pay somebody like me who has, uh, been on the scene for four years now. And, um, they would just rather save that money, uh, than bring somebody like me in. Uh, or an experienced referee, but uh, referees are very important to the match. Um, I'm sure you've seen uh, matches where there have been good matches and there's been a bad referee, yep. or there's been a bad match and there's been a good referee, vice versa. You know, um, but referees are very important in my opinion and very, um, very underutilized because it's kind of a thankless job. We're not in the we're not a wrestler. We're not a promoter. We're not a fan. We're in a very gray area with announcers. So that's why I think um, referees and announcers should stick together because I travel with a uh, ring announcer who's my best friend, um, Pedro DeLuca. Mm. And we're always in that very gray area because we're still ring crew. We set up the ring at uh, Absolute Intense Wrestling in Cleveland. And we're, we're, not, um, we're not a wrestler. We're not in taking moves. But... Pedro is vital to the show. A good ring, uh, I'm vital to the show. A good ring announcer is vital to the show. So is a good referee. So that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was actually curious because I've noticed this in my area uh, in Texas a lot. Uh, a lot of times you get uh, we have a few referees that have, have gone into it to you know sort of be referees, and then uh, we have a lot of aspiring uh, pro wrestlers, maybe wrestlers in training uh, that are sort of doing the referee stuff almost on the side to sort of maybe get more experience. I, I was wondering, do you get the same thing in your area as far as, uh, as far as referees go, or do you get more people that are sort of going into it to, to specifically uh, fill that role? Um, not many in my area. I do know um, a friend of mine out in Massachusetts, Anthony Green uh, used to be a referee and he transitioned into a wrestler and he's phenomenal. Um, mm. But mostly people, if you want to be a wrestler, you're going to be a wrestler. Um, there's two schools in Ohio, in the, or three schools, excuse me, in uh, Northeast Ohio. There's Mega Championship Wrestling School, uh, the Roaring Elbow Academy ran by Ricky Shane Page, 
and uh, the Absolute Intense Wrestling School ran by Johnny Gargano. Um, but mostly everybody wants to be a wrestler. Not many people want to be referees. Not many people want to be commentators. Not many people want to be ring announcers. So definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So at what point, like when you started getting into the training, like did you have an idea of how important the referee was going into this? Or was there like a certain, like was it a while before you got like it clicked? Like, okay, wait, I- I'm a little more important to this match than I realized. Absolutely. I didn't think, I think I was just in the ring to count to three, five and 10. No big deal. Um, I didn't realize there were so many things that went into being a good referee. Um, your consistent counts, um, being out of the way, you know, passing messages. There's all these little things that mm-hmm. develop with time, you know, watching the cameras, as you know, I'm sure you've had people get in your way of the camera. Yeah, a, um, co- a constant complaint. <laughs> <laughs> constant um, complaint. Uh, yeah, it, it, but it's also interesting because I, well, I know uh, for me, again, not really realizing a lot sitting there recording that. Uh, seminar with Jimmy Corderas, you know, those don't know, great long time WWF referee, you know, he's done WrestleMania, he's done all the big ones. Um, and like, so I finally have a, how do these guys get out of my way as a video producer and like the horseshoe concept, for instance, right? And, 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 you know, other little things like that about the positioning and everything like that. And sometimes like when I watch the monitor, I'm like, oh, I want to tell this guy how to do his job, but it's like, you know, am I really in a spot to do that, you know? So... Absolutely. Jimmy, uh, the refereeing 101 with Jimmy Corderas was very, very important to me because I had talked with Jimmy just on social networking. I had mm-hmm. never met him in person. And um, I'm fortunate enough to work with Jimmy uh, on a monthly basis at Smash Wrestling in Canada. So I'm always trying to pick his brain and ask his opinion on what he would do in certain situations. So mm-hmm. yeah, Jimmy's great, and I would definitely recommend going and picking up the DVD. Yeah, at com. <laughs> yes, yes, or the digital over at SorgatronMedia.com. Um, there we go. <laughs> but no, no, he's always super cool. He's, he's, he's great to tweet with, too. Uh, always Absolutely. Always have a lot of fun up there. So, yeah, for sure. Um, um, awesome, awesome. Uh, so... So with that, you know, hey, I want to ask, uh, you know, this is kind of a common question we have here. Maybe you got some good stories as or pet peeves you want to get off your chest. However far you want to take this, some have taken it pretty far to get really interesting responses out there. Uh, but uh, what what's kind of the best and worst thing about working in the indies that you've you've had so far? Any any good experiences, great experiences, bad experiences, anything you got on your mind? I've had nothing but positive experiences with independent wrestling um, because. I chose to be an independent professional wrestling. Independent wrestling didn't choose me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, as many times as I want to not go to shows, you know, at the end of the day, I, I want to go to every show. I want to work to get a contract with World Wrestling Entertainment, so I'm going to work my butt off to do that. Um, there's really nothing bad about independent professional wrestling. I mean, uh, but who who am I to say anything about anybody? I don't want to uh, ruffle any feathers or anything, but mm-hmm. uh, probably my best experiences have been working with television um, for prime wrestling. Um, I've also been fortunate enough to work uh, internationally with uh, uh, smash wrestling and alpha one wrestling in Canada. Um, I also have been very fortunate enough to work with uh, Dragon Gate USA in Chicago and New York city. Nice. Um, and, many um, 
top independent professional wrestling stars, former WWE superstars, former TNA superstars, WCW, ECW. Um, but independent professional wrestling is what you make it. Um, if you go in with a negative attitude, you're going to get a negative response. If you go in with mm-hmm. a positive attitude, you're going to get a positive response. So you just have to be positive all the time and um, you'll get a, you'll get a positive response out of it. You know, that that's one thing I kind of go into this saying, Hey, when this stops being fun, we need to kind of check out, you know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, from my- that's um, Frankie Andalini told me that he said, the day you stop having fun is the day you need to quit or retire. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes for anything. I think it goes for announcers. It goes for, I mean, we, I think we've seen like, you know, on the video, the, the, the guy shooting video doesn't give a crap. It's not going to look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, on, on every end of it, you know? So, um, you didn't really give a bad one there. No, nothing sucks out there, man. You, you, never <laughs> no. find, you never found yourself in any weird uh, situations out there in the ring. You're like, oh my God. No, nothing. I've had, again, nothing but positive experiences. Everybody I've worked with has been really professional mm-hmm. um, because it's professional wrestling. It's not amateur wrestling. You <laughs> some have to people, yourself some as a people professional. For, some people definitely forget about that sometimes. Absolutely. So awesome. Awesome. Um, so, so what is, what is the coolest uh, situation? Fun? I mean, you know, I know you, you're one that's, that tends to be a bit interactive out there uh, or at least find yourself in this, these situations. I've seen you in dance offs in re- recent months. Um, <laughs> um, you, you seem to, you seem to get involved. First of all, that, that's, are they coming to you with this stuff? Yes, absolutely. I have shot down <laughs> ideas before. Um, my objective is to um, count to three, five, and ten, uh, <laughs> not to take away from the baby face and the heel inside the ring. That's not what I like to do. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, people have come to me with ridiculous ideas. And if they're veterans, I have to accept. I try to kind of um, s- steer away from, from comedy spots, but every so often they're okay. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a nice variety to the show, at least at least from my angle of it. Um, oh, I had one. I had another one that you were involved with. I can't remember now. Oh, I can't oh I'm completely uh, blank, and I apologize. I definitely was it uh, Bobby Fish and Matt Stryker at IWC? No, superstars? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But uh, but I don't know. You want to talk about, tell us about that situation? You, you you lamented this before the podcast this evening. Yeah. Um... <laughs> We were downstairs in the locker room in Meadville, Pennsylvania, and I was assigned to Bobby Fish and Matt Stryker, um, which was a match I was looking forward to. Uh, so Matt comes up to me and goes, what wrestling training do you have? I said, very minimal. Oh, I um, remember this now. <laughs> and he goes, uh, do you know how to give a DDT? And I said, yes. And he goes, how do you feel about giving me a DDT? And I said, um, I just don't want it to take away from you. Um, I don't want it to take away bobby's shine i don't want it to take away your heat um because the fans paid to see you and nobody pays to see me he goes i respect that but shut up you're giving me a ddt he said, okay <laughs> so the first thing that happened uh, bobby sweeps matt's leg one two matt sweeps bobby's leg one two uh, bobby sweeps my leg one two i sweep matt's leg one two i come up and i give him one of these and the crowd started to chant, yes. So right after that, um, they go into another uh, little thing. Bob, uh, Matt charges Bobby. I catch him in a front face lock, like a front chancery. <laughs> and 
Bobby runs off the ropes and gives me a shoulder tackle, causing me to DDT Matt. So the match goes off without a hitch. It was perfect. Um, at the end of the match, I go check on Matt Stryker. I ask him if everything's okay, if he's okay, if he needed anything. And he goes, you and Bobby are going to give me a double DDT. Go tell Bobby. I said, okay. <laughs> go to Bobby, raise his hand, raise his hand and say, double DDT on Matt. He goes, okay. So Matt stands up, starts yelling at us like, you guys are blah, 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 blah. Kick me in the gut. We look at each other, kick him in the gut, grab him, double DDT. Bobby Fish comes up. We slap high five. He looks at me. He goes, go to the post, double buys. So <laughs> we go up to the post and we hit the double buys. And that was the end of that. That was the Matt Stryker Bobby Fish story. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> hey, you can check that. Night of Superstars 3, also on social media, by the way. Um, uh, I, I remember my thing. Uh, there's been a very interesting turn going on. First, we talked about a few few episodes ago, Facade getting some very interesting reactions. But you may be the second most hated person on Super Indie if you go look at that show. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? It sounds like you're pretty surprised by that. Um, what is happening with out there? <laughs> um, I don't really know because I don't do anything to um, gain the attention from the fans. I don't yell at them. I don't scream. I don't holler. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't even pay attention to them. It's not me being a jerk. It's just me trying to focus on what's happening in the ring. Because mm -hmm. um, really, you're the traffic cop out there. Yeah, essentially, yes. Um, and... Uh, during some of the matches, the fans started to boo me and it started to get out of hand because I'm not doing anything to get their attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's taking away from who, uh, the baby face and the heel that are in the ring. It's taking away from them. And I have to apologize to them and they tell me it's not my fault, but I feel like it is my fault yeah, because yeah. I am taking away from the match, but I'm not really, um, doing anything to get their attention. It's not like I'm waving my arms going, Hey, look at me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm a ref. Mm -hmm. I'm just simply doing my job. And, uh, it's, I, I really don't, it, it doesn't bother me, but it does bother me because they're more worried about yelling at me than, yeah, yeah. um, than cl clapping or cheering for the good moves or cheering the good guy, booing the bad guy, cheering the bad guy, booing the good guy. You know, they're more worried about, uh, me than um, the baby face and the heel. At least I, I've seen worse. I've definitely seen worse because I, I remember going to an uh, ROH show. I think they were still filming with HDNet at the time at the uh, mm -hmm. ECW arena. And the one guy, I can't remember his name, but the, the one guy, the, the larger guy would come out and they, they would start chanting, you're a fat fuck. You know, and, and, and just ride on him. And it was just like, you said a referee? Yeah, it was a referee. It was a referee. Todd for, Sinclair. Is it Todd Sinclair? Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate because <laughs> Todd Sinclair is very good at what he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Or he would, or he wouldn't be the Ring of Honor senior official. For exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, forever. I'm glad to see that at least seeing like here in the Pittsburgh area and and uh, I don't even think New York. I don't. Even, I don't think New York City. They even did that um, at, at Hammerstein. Uh, but it was just mm -hmm. like Philly at the TV tapings. They were doing this, uh, and that really kind of threw me for that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I, I and, and even like in your situation with the super indie thing, I can't remember if like you were involved in a weird finish or something like that. And you, and de they definitely get on the refs after something like that. Yeah, the finish um, to RJ City. And Matt Taven was kind of a screw job finish because Matt Taven had gotten thrown to the outside and um, 
I was at a count of eight and RJ City tapped me on the shoulder. And as I turned around, Justin Labar clotheslined Matt Taven and causing Matt Taven to be counted out. And the fans chanted at me, worst ref ever, worst ref ever, worst ref ever. It so, happens. It happens. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know what? The same thing happens at an NFL game. So, yeah, yeah every sport, um, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, referees are yelled at. And if you can tell by my shirt, maybe. Uh, Ref, you suck. I don't know if it's getting on there. <laughs> Which is, if you're not, haven't been to a lot of indie shows, is often, often uh, 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 yelled. Maybe not chanted, yeah. but at least yelled. You can also uh, pick up these Refuge Suck merchandise at refugesuck.com. You can follow them on Twitter at refugesuck. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. They, I didn't know there was a whole brand behind this. Yeah, there's a whole brand behind it. Um, they're a group based out of California. They, uh, they've sent me the shirt and I still, I wear it to the gym. I wear it around the house. I wear it to events. Um, oh my way. I'm pulling this up. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> uh, what do you, now, now I've seen, and I've heard about, I, I had a buddy that, that uh, they were playing around with the idea of maybe even me training and stuff at the time. And he, he'd done some stuff in Florida and, and he told yeah. me about like guys, like, like referees that sell their own t-shirts and, and, and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. and people, and I think, well, I think actually one of your buddies at IWC, I think had his own t-shirt. Uh, what do you think about that? You know, for being like a position where you don't want to stick out so much. I mean, is that something outside of the, you know, What's your opinion on that on that situation? Do you have T-shirts? No, I do not. Um, my opinion, it again, I'm not one to be uh, telling people what to do. But my opinion no, is, yeah. I, I feel like if if you have T-shirts, um, if you're trying to make some extra money, that's great. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to take away from the stars of the show, uh, the wrestlers, mm-hmm. um, because they're trying to sell their merchandise. And if somebody comes to your table and buys your shirt for $20, that's taking $20 away from, uh, from another superstar or another uh, worker or wrestler. Um, but, uh, it doesn't really bother me. Um, whenever people try to make money, I mean, Jordan Browski is the, uh, Billy Mays of professional wrestling. He has <laughs> everything you can think of at his table. He is. Um, you've traveled with him, right? Yeah, I've traveled with Joe. Uh, there's a funny story about uh, the Billy Mays of professional wrestling, Joe Dombrowski. Me, Joe, and Gregory Iron went to AAW and EFW um, in March or May, excuse me, no March of 2012, and we went to the show. And Greg's dad had given him a a, a box of canned mushroom, value time canned mushrooms, and Greg doesn't eat mushrooms, so Joe goes stick them in the trunk. We will sell them. Oh, I think I heard about this. <laughs> so at AAW, we didn't sell. We didn't sell them at all. Um, the next day, we arrive at EWF in um, Indianapolis, Indiana, for the X8 tournament. We were set up. Um, Matt Hardy's to our right. It's Greg and Joe's table. Then table to our left was Sugar Dunkerton and Drake Younger. Um, and. Um, Joe makes a sign, canned mushrooms. I think it was $1. And we sold, I think it was eight cans of mushrooms. And the signed <laughs> copy by Sugar Dunkerton went for $1.66. 
So what do you auction wow. it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Wow. wow. Hey, for those, it, it, we've talked about it here before, but it is when you when you see Joe Nebraska on show. If you hear he's going to be the ring announcer, if you hear he's going to be on commentary, if you hear he's just hanging out, he will have a table, and it looks like a wrestling themed f- flea market. It's it's <laughs> it really I mean, it, it's it is everything. I was even finding myself when I was at, up at Erie. Um, I found myself at this place called Action Toy Man, uh, which is mm-hmm. the best vintage toy store. We used to have a great place in Pittsburgh called Groovies. And it's got like old wrestling toys and stuff. So I'm like looking and I found like this like half off bin. I was like, hey, man, they have a lot of good stuff for you. Why am I helping you? Um, but... <laughs> the Billy Mays of professional wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it's it, it, it. Man. I, I, but he's, he finds good stuff. Like, I found the ICP cover to WWF magazine. I'm like, I gotta buy this. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's always, like, one thing. It's like, oh, man. No, no, no. My wife will kill me if I bring anything off of this guy's table. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I am uh, supposed to ask you about the Sesame Street count at VOW. <laughs> Is this? Okay. Um, this is a very funny story because, uh, when I debuted for VOW, um, it was a Friday show and I had really never met anybody. I haven't hadn't uh, met Nino. I hadn't met Bill yet. Um, none of the staff really, the wrestlers I were, I was familiar with, but, um, I go into the ring and there's a count to the outside and I begin my count and I go one. And then in the background I hear, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I started I start. I cracked a smile, so I go two, ah ah ah, three, ah ah ah, four, ah ah ah, and the and it was like a count of nine, and I look back and I didn't know who was doing that. So, uh, Hot Wheels rolls up to me and goes ah ah ah, <laughs> and I start. I would just. I started laughing and I couldn't. I couldn't help it. So now, uh, every show. If I count, I specifically look or see where he's at. So um, that was definitely one of the funniest things and most unexpected things that has ever happened to me inside the ring. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Jake Clemens, thank you for joining us. No problem. Give thank us a you little guys for peek. having me. Give us a little peek into the zebra world of referees. Uh, give you a little peek? No, no, you have, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> Tell people, where can they find you? Where can people book you, find you to book you? Let's get let's uh, get this guy out there, man. Thank you very much. Uh, you can uh, book me on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Clemens Jake, or my email is refereejakeclemens at gmail.com. Um, you can also get a hold of me on my Twitter link, which is Right down there, I believe. But go ahead and say it for the uh, audio it's listeners. Jake there you go. at Clemens Jake, um, and I'm on Instagram at Clemens Jake. Uh, PlayStation Network. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, EA Sports UFC, um, Call of Duty Ghosts. You can play me on there. Um, yeah, but that is a uh, that's where I'm available at. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Clemens Jake for joining us. I'll see you. I know I'll see you at least in a couple weeks here at IWC uh, and hopefully some other places as well. I know you always seem to pop up wherever I end up. Absolutely. So, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you're you're doing this show. Oh, all right. Yeah, all here right. I'll give you my upcoming schedule too. Oh, go for it. Um, oh, where where's my upcoming schedule? August 8th 
I am in Cleveland, Ohio for Absolute Intense Wrestling. You can visit them at AIWrestling.com. August 9th, I am in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada for Smash Wrestling. You can visit them at Smash-Wrestling.com. August 10th, I am in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia for Black Diamond Wrestling. Um, August 16th. Where am I August 16th? That's IWC. No, that's not IWC. IWC. No, no, no. That's the next week. That's the next week. That's the week after. That's the next week? Where yeah, is yeah. August 16th? Man, I'm really bad with uh, with dates. Ah, oh, where am I? <laughs> oh, um, sorry. I am in uh, Meadville, Pennsylvania for a fair amount of Insanity 13. Um, Wait, who's running that? Uh, Rocky Reynolds. Really? Yes, sir. That's why. That's my old. Uh, well, I'm from Jamestown, uh, up that way. So I'm, I mean, it just blows me away that there's like indie wrestling, like a stone's throw. When I had, I, there was never any, you know, uh, uh, for me up there. That's awesome. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll August seventh. Check it out. August seventeenth. I am back in Toronto, Ontario, Canada for Smash Wrestling. Uh, Smash Wrestling dot com. August twenty third. IWC in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. IWC Wrestling dot com. And that, I believe, is all of my August schedule. Awesome. So go so check him out. Very busy August. He's Thank everywhere. You. He is everywhere. Well, like literally <laughs> everywhere in the Midwest and Canada, all over the place. Thanks a lot. And uh, let's get into a little bit of more indie discussion here, Eamon. We do, Sorg. We do have some indie wrestling to talk about. Uh, one of the topics that I think we, could, we should talk about, and it's something that was actually uh, I, a uh, friend of the Mayhem show who you uh, listen to on the Wrestling Mayhem show, Riz, uh, messaged me about it. We got a bit of a conversation. Uh, and he was like, are you going to talk about it on the indie show? And we actually postponed it. But I think it's still a good topic uh, to talk about a week later. Um, so uh, I think one of the things I eventually wanted to talk about on this show, uh, sort of the big things when it comes to independent wrestling specifically, uh, is women's wrestling. There's sort of, there's sort of uh, one, in, one in between. Because I think one of the common beliefs, and a lot of it is very true, that you know, comparing how women are allowed to be portrayed and, and work on the mainstream level like WWE and TNA compared to on the indies. Mm-hmm. The ability that they're able to do a lot more different things and, and, and you know, actually get to sort of wrestle and, and, and break some boundaries. Um, one of the biggest topics that was coming up the last uh, week was uh, a couple of big things happened for women in wrestling. Well, one, uh, in PWG, uh, Candice LeRae and Joey Ryan won the uh, PWG Tag Team titles in a guerrilla warfare match. It was against the Young Bucks, and I think like at that point the Young Bucks had held the tag titles for like two years or something like that. Like so, it was a, a big moment, a big hardcore match. It involved Candice LeRae getting busted open, and it was it was vicious and it was bloody and it was uh, really a, an, an interesting moment. Same night, I believe, that same weekend. Um, uh, Veda Scott uh, in AIW had her big blow-off match with Gregory Iron inside of a steel cage uh, at their Battle of the Sexes event, and it involved her getting cut up a good deal and and, and bleeding a bit. And and she, uh, she's actually done a couple stuff, uh, a couple things beforehand in that feud where she uh, was bleeding and 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 had done some stuff like that. Uh, well, based off of the timeline of when those events happened and when the t- uh, this tweet was posted. Uh, Velvet Sky of TNA Wrestling fame uh, tweeted about how uh, basically a plea to women's wrestlers to stop uh, cutting themselves. 
uh, and in the sense of blading, uh, and uh, sort of that 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 she didn't believe in that sort of mentality. And then obviously, with the recent events that were happening, a lot. I mean, it can be inferred that it was linked to either the case of Candace LeRae or of Beta Scott or both. Um, so I wanted to discuss this. Uh, the, the whole topic of blood and women's wrestling and, and what women's wrestling can do and can't do and what independent wrestling can do and can't do. Um, Sorg, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what, uh, have you been exposed to anything? As, what is your sort of exposure when it comes to women's professional wrestling on an independent level? Uh, well, a, nothing, well, the, the biggest thing, I think I mentioned this last week, they actually, there actually was a girl in, involved in the uh, Bloody Battle Royal at JCW, yes. and they're not—they're definitely not afraid of doing that kind of stuff. It's not typically intergender that I'm aware of, um, mm. and they did—they're—they are doing some team and stuff. Actually, I think I, maybe it was Jessica Havoc that was involved there uh, in the main event. I can't remember uh, with their crazy, crazy Mary Dobson, for instance. Uh, so I haven't seen really the only bloody stuff I've seen is pictures from you know when we were talking with you know Rachel Summerlin her epic battle mm-hmm. there with uh scott summers uh all, all of which is scott summers blood by the way <laughs> oh okay okay well i can't really tell from the pictures it's just everywhere um, yes <laughs> but i think in a world like i think the bigger question is the is the hardcore blood wrestling first mm-hmm. of all um and if you're all right with that i don't see a problem with the women um yeah obviously and, and this is, you know, at least in those two cases as well with like candace and beta these aren't deathmatch wrestlers necessarily um you know like there are some fe- a lot of female deathmatch wrestling out there obviously and, and you know just as prominent as, as male deathmatch wrestling but this was sort of you know i would say in those two cases a culmination to a, a gigantic feud yeah that was done that was done in a way that i feel like it, they would handle a feud between a man and a, and a male wrestler and a male wrestler uh and i think that's what's important in it all um you know i I think it's it's a hard topic to discuss because I, I it's also I mean because it also like you mentioned dies into the topics of like intergender wrestling and mm-hmm. and 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 those aspects and and whether people approve of it or not and don't or don't approve of it um, and and there are people that don't, that are not fans of it um, I think it it's a matter of going back to we we talk about it a lot with guests in the show and it's that the indie the indies offer you more opportunity to do different things yes and you're not limited necessarily and they get to experiment with this kind of idea we get to experiment with the idea of, of straight intergender wrestling you know uh mm-hmm. you know with chikara having sarah del rey take on claudio castagnoli uh cesaro uh mm-hmm. for instance and being a good match uh you know for whatever your beliefs of believability or anything like that in in professional wrestling and i think i think certain places definitely have different spins on that that's why it's so great we do have the mm-hmm. variety with indie wrestling you can take shikara that's more of a cartoon and you can take something that's a ring of honor that's more of a um high octane more sporting ish event or the guys like uh wrestling is respect that make it look more like M- mma in the long run mm-hmm. so i i think this is one of those aspects yeah you're going to run into stuff like what we saw at national pro wrestling day uh, yes. <laughs> where it was the oh that feels a little uncomfortable. Those are like giant dudes just beating down girls. You know, yeah. like, it needs to be done oh, right. Or it's not, yeah, and I think you know, intergender wrestling needs to be done a certain way. But in the, in, I, I, 
the one of the comic one of the comic uh, discussion points when it comes to that is the idea that one of the common things when you see an intergender wrestling match that people love to do is normally it's the male is a cocky heel wrestler or sometimes a cocky face wrestler who doesn't respect the female competitor yes and she in turn has to prove herself yeah which is fine in the, but the problem is that wrestling companies sort of overuse that storyline to the point that every time that becomes that easy female wrestler yeah yeah just so like, it, it's, it, it's kind of like the really another beat the lock the clock challenge really another battle yeah. royal for the vacant belt like it becomes the easy thing for them to do and and, and it just sort of sets back the what you were attempting to accomplish in the first match and Ciro's in the chat room here and he says uh, uh blood bleed applies to both men and women equally it should just be used when the match and feud can benefit from it unless it's a mm-hmm. von eerie in a death match uh, <laughs> so that's a whole other thing uh but still you know i'm with them because you know this this Veda Scott versus Gregor Iron. I know we kind of talked about. Hey, something interesting is happening up here, right? And now I kind yeah. of want what I wish. I wish you know, and really, I, maybe I should do this uh, with the stuff I have. I really wish we had few DVDs of because yeah. I kind of want to see what happened. But I'm not going to buy like the last four whatever DVDs from AIW mm-hmm. just to see one match each, right? And there's been a few that's been extending for yeah. a good, I want to say it like has two for a years. while, for a while. Like there's an ongoing story there and it sounds really interesting what they're doing up there. Um, mm-hmm. And it culminated in this. And we showed the picture here. If you're on video a moment ago, I'll see if I can pull it up again. Uh, no, I think it's gone. It's gone. Um, <laughs> but but it, 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 it was a still cage match, right? Yeah, and I think even I, I think even the shot that I pulled up isn't from the cage match. Like I think it was just built for the cage match. Um, but you know, again, this is two people. There's a storyline here. I don't know if you can say anything that like the guy is handicapped that's beating her up, which makes I think to me it's more intriguing. You know, um, right? You know, it's not like Gregor Iron is a large guy. You know, he's a you know so he's he's uh, I believe about her size to be honest. Yeah, not so, not to. Not to shit on indie wrestlers, but a lot of them are not as gigantic as the guys you see on That's TV. true, except for that one instance that we talked about, where there was like huge guys that got signed with TNA, you know? I don't think they ever and, did anything, but... But in, in the, base, the best way it can be described is compare a woman facing sort of a huger male wrestler as a huger male wrestler wrestling a cruiserweight wrestler you know you can tell the same story i felt uncomfortable when china was beating up the little girls on wwe right but it it wasn't even i mean it was a matter of size and and sort of that that you know that story that they that they told um and he can't say uh oh i want my women's wrestling done tastefully hey pro wrestling you know and i know i know we kind of do that as an excuse sometimes but it's one of those it, this is not classy. This is not a classy mm-hmm. entertainment, typically, right? It, it's right. it's a very. I will say. Good. I, I will say that there are there are tasteful options out there. I would say I would say maybe oh, yeah. look to a Chikara in in the case if you're looking at because I think that I you mentioned the Sarah Del Rey like I think her portrayal in that company was probably the in, in my opinion that is the elite way that you want to portray a female wrestler and wrestling a male competitor uh, because it was never a matter of gender. It was just a matter of she is a great wrestler wrestling other great wrestlers. You know, when she was wrestling, I, I think I have her best of DVD from Smart Mark 
Uh, and there's a match in there against Mike Quackenbush. And it's a 25-minute long wrestling match. It's, that tells a great story, and it doesn't revolve around the fact that Sarah LeRae is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's great. Uh, so I, I think like it, I, it goes back to what we said before, that independent wrestling gives you a lot of options, and, and people can push boundaries concerning gender. And actually, in a very surprising place, we actually had an intergender match happen uh, with IWC this last show. Uh, yeah, very true. I, so, I keep forgetting about that. And and again, she took a wicked freaking chair shot. Um, <laughs> you know, and this is like, she's one of their trainees, you know, she's been, been at least accompanying for a while, doing a move here and there, you know. Uh, so I think, mm-hmm. I think this is the first match she's had, like legitimately. Uh, Madison okay. is her name. Uh, Madison, I believe, S-Y-N-N. Uh, uh, teaming with Marshall Gambino, we've had him on the Wrestling Mayhem show over the years. We we are due to have him back on, doing a little update, say what's up with Marshall, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, teaming up against uh, Chess Flexor again, we had him on this show, smaller guy, and uh, Corey Futuristic, another smaller guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it really, the guy teaming with the girl was the biggest dude, um, and <laughs> it was a good match. It was it was uh, everything was on par. Uh, and then it was just like a giant shot to the head and it was kind of all over from there. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, intentionally comfortable. That's actually what they're going for. And, and I think the point was made, you know, and I think I was doing, doing very well to, to a promotion where I think to a fault had never has women's wrestling. Um, yeah, very, I very rarely do I see a, uh, women's wrestling promoted from that company. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool to see that they've done. they they go from we don't really ever book the women to uh, their valets to uh, let's put her in a match and have her take yeah, take chairs. You know, it, it, that's that was progressive of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and not typically that situation or anything, but it is something I want to see more of. You know, I again, like I want the equal opportunity. I want to see women having a chance to do this kind of stuff, especially in this area, which it seems they don't. Um, but again, great stuff happened. VOW's got stuff going every month. Uh, uh, geez, I can never remember a name. The one that just came on Ring of Honor is their champion oh, uh, now. Mandy Leon. Mandy Leon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and you know, we have an outlet for girls coming through Pittsburgh. You know, that sounds mm-hmm. weird out of context. Uh, <laughs> and, and our RWA's had you know not very many, but they've had a few girls come through, uh, like mm-hmm. the Sassy Steffs and the Jesse Bell Smothers and Homegrown here with with Serafini, of course. You know, and 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 that match last month was like one of the matches of the night like Mm -hmm. like top to bottom you know uh between them and the tag guys like i thought that was you know not to put down the main event but those those were definitely the highlights of the night i don't know if it helped there at all no dq all over the place but still you know uh it's showing that they're they're worthwhile around here you know and that's always good and as far as the bleeding as long as you're not overdoing it i you know I'm sure there's yeah. a market for it. I'm sure someplace where it makes sense. If these girls want to go do deathmatch wrestling, apparently Chris, Christina Von Erie is one of them. Sure, mm. there's an audience for it. I, I'm i not against it, you know, as in I don't think they should be doing it. I don't think it should be rep- represented this way. Who was it that called them out again? Uh, Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky, uh, of all people. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what? Good. You you got a TV contract and haven't had to been in the real indie world for a while. You can make these comments, okay? Yeah. And and Velvet, I think. Is she working at the Sunglass Hut, too? Possibly. 
Um, I, I don't want to portray this the wrong way, but Velvet Sky represents and then sort of performs the women's wrestling in a certain kind of way. You, know what? you know what? Her version of women's wrestling should be offensive to the blood girls. It, it's not a bad right? way, but it, it's appealing to a different audience. She's got the, like, not- yes, she can actually wrestle, but she's doing the Stacey Keebler bend over thing. It just, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I, and, and, and personally, I would give that first statement a little bit of, uh, of a grain of salt, but that's just me. <laughs> um, but she, she's appealing to a certain type of audience. And, and luckily, TNA, I think, is hopefully, appeal- from what I can tell, is appealing to multiple kinds of audiences with their women's division because obviously you have the beautiful people stuff and, mm-hmm. and you know, the, you know, the, you know, pinup sort of girls. But then you also start to see stuff like the Gil Kim, Taryn Terrell matches that are actually really good wrestling matches. Um, and you know, so I think it, I think honestly, it's a different market of what they're appealing to. So I, you know, there's going to be people that want to see women's wrestling because women are, they, they find women to be attractive and there's going to be people that want to see women's wrestling because they want to see them perform in a way that a male wrestler would perform. So I think, I think that's what it comes down to. Nice. Nice. I believe it's, yeah. I believe it's Heidi Lovelace I saw there briefly, not not Jessica Havoc, by the way. Oh, okay, yeah, and Heidi's that done makes more some, sense because it was in Ohio. I think she's an Ohio girl, or at least regional. Heidi's recently done some uh, some deathmatch stuff, even though she's yeah. predominantly a, just a straight wrestler. Good. But I, I yeah. really, I just if you're doing deathmatch, I really hope you're getting paid well for it. That's that's my <laughs> thing. Please, please, people. Yes. I, <laughs> No, I don't want to be like deathmatch basher. I I got to watch like some of that JCW, and it's like okay, I realize what I remember why this is fun, but still, it's just like it makes me cringe a little bit, just a little mm. bit, you know. But anyways, there's wrestling. There's more wrestling. Hey, you know, can, yes. can I throw a shout out to something? I, I, yes, I think you see the do. link in there. I actually met this fellow uh, at the last IWC show. Uh, go check out headlocksforbreakfast.com. That's headlocks. I love headlocks for the, breakfast. The headlocks, the number four breakfast.com. Are you familiar with this site? I'm not, but I lo- I'm immediately intrigued. I uh, uh, met the fellow for it <laughs> at IWC, and uh, they did a great review of the Proving Ground show, even though he did mistakenly uh, think that I was the announcer. I guess I was sitting back there. Um, not sitting, but definitely working. Um, also, had a great interview there with Andrew Patlas, who we've had on this show. A nice quick uh, mm-hmm. uh, four minute video with him. Uh, so go check that out. It's a lot of fun, as always, with uh, Andrew. Uh, great graphics, guys. Holy crap. Uh, but uh, headlocks4breakfast.com. Just want to give them a quick shout-out. They're, the they're doing the mix. They got some indie wrestling. I saw some Japanese stuff, and uh, they are touching on the WWE stuff, too. Uh, you know, bounce around there a little bit the other day, and it's definitely one that I'm actually going to put in my circulation uh, for sites to read. So follow it on Twitter and all that junk, too. So awesome. And other than that, big weekend with the RWA Renegade Wrestling Alliance um the, we talked about pro, we talked about promotion posters etc let's see what it does for these guys aggression 6 Matt Hardy against Ryan Mitchell a friend of the show of course other friends like Ryan Edmonds Generation Dead see I mentioned him again uh and other people there uh it's going to be a fun show this Saturday they do have a a uh, uh Thursday show going on uh for the hardcore uh, that want to get a little bit extra action. Um, all I can tell you is there's a reason. Um, but 
that reason's not immediately clear. Uh, I think these guys are going to be experimenting, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting uh, from from the looks of things. I mean, hell, just look at this going to like we have Matt Hardy coming to RWA. You know, uh, Matt Hardy, other than Ring of Honor, WWE, Matt Hardy has not been to Pittsburgh since No Excuses in I believe two thousand six. Mm. At least on an indie show, he has not been here since uh, the IWC in 2006. So very interesting that they got him in. Uh, I don't want to see what this is going to do. Uh, obviously, they're they're making some changes over there at RWA, um, and I'm not. Pri- I am honestly not privy to all of them, so uh, <laughs> I don't know where they go from here. Uh, but it could be very, very interesting. So de- definitely check that out if if you've ever wondered what an RWA show could be like. Um, I think this is. Uh, 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 this could be this could be more this could be uh, uh, bigger in uh, than the salute the troops show they did in Cal U. Um, just help just, just looking at the card, you know, uh, just look at the headliner there. So uh, definitely go check it out. RWA live dot com if you're in the area. And of course, like I said, we'll have the DVD, we'll have the digital download likely uh, for both shows here, probably about the time you listen to us next week. Uh, so keep an eye there at sorgatronmedia.com. Sign up to, for the newsletter. We always email out uh, when no sh- new uh, shows and promotions come out, and you won't miss any of these shows either. Right, mostly wrestling. I'll tell you, the newsletter is mostly going to be wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> What else we got coming up, sir? There's some cool stuff going around the indie wrestling world that I think uh, we should touch on. The first being probably one of the predominant indie wrestling companies in the world right now, and that's Ring of Honor Wrestling. Uh, they have their big uh, summer heat tour. Uh, going down in Philadelphia this weekend on the 9th, which is Saturday. Uh, they've got a big uh, stacked event at the National Guard Army. Uh, main, main of, <laughs> it's the heat. Um, uh, Ring of Honor champion Michael Elgin defending against Cedric Alexander, which should be a very big match. Uh, War Machine, which is Ray Row, who obviously both you and I and, and a yep. lot of people in, in our respective areas are very familiar with. Uh, and his tag team partner, Hanson, taking on the Briscoe Brothers, and that's going to be really awesome. Uh, the Young Bucks are taking on uh, Bad Influence, so that's nice. going to be really cool. Uh, Jay Lethal defending his uh, television title against ACH. Uh, Brian Kendrick makes his return. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's tons of really good stuff on this card. Nice. Uh, I feel Ring of Honor has been making a pretty nice uh, upswing as of late. I, you know, I, uh, I, I, I did uh, start watching Ring of Honor again. I went back to, they actually had the show online uh, from right before their first pay-per-view back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start there and try as I go. I'm going to try to catch it up. Seemed, it seemed like a very good way. It seemed like a very good place to start, actually. Yeah, it was definitely I, because it was like a recap show. So it was a very good. It was a very good jumping on. I got to see. I almost cried when I saw Mike Elegant's mullet get shaved away. So no. epic. have you ever seen his his mullet in person? It's beautiful. Uh, I no, no, I have seen his mullet in person. It's it's it's. Oh, I'm tearing up right now, it, man. It's very impressive. Yeah, you're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to finish the show. <laughs> yeah, but no, I honestly, if there's any time I think you can get into Ring of Honor, it would be now. Uh, I believe uh, it's it's gone past the uh, this sort of lower, uh, the drearier days of the uh, the James E. Cornette era. Um, yeah, um, Headbangers, they're, they're gonna sell. Um, <laughs> oh, they were here in Pittsburgh that one time. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, you know who's got it. You know who's got the stuff. Sword, Mike Mondo, that guy. Oh man! Hey, wait, hey, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, I no, like no, Mike no. Mondo. I, I Mike Mondo's a, probably a really nice guy, but he come did. On, what, no, I like come what on, he did. I like him in the ring. He was. I love this character, man. I was sad when he got injured. 
Yeah, I, I was sad too, but not as sad as the mullet on Mike Elligan, but but I was sad. Yeah, I wish he come but, back. Uh, I don't know, but but yeah, best, but, man. I, I'm not here. Let's not. Let, I don't want to run run uh, Mike Mondo through the dirt. Um, but yeah, um, there that's happening this weekend. Uh, also this weekend, as Jake Clemens mentioned, uh, AIW's got a, an event coming up: Failure uh, by Design. Uh, which should be really, the greatest title. Yeah. And they redesigned their website. It doesn't look like it was designed six years ago now. I love it. It, it looks very nice. It's, it's easy yeah. to manage. Um, uh, a lot of cool stuff on this ca- uh, card. Uh, Christopher Daniels uh, will be taking on Lewis Linden. Though it's a lot uh, better, too. Yes. <laughs> uh, Brian Myers, who, uh, if you don't know uh, that name, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, oh. uh, will be taking on. Yeah. Uh, he's making his roundabouts on all the major indies. Uh, we'll be taking on Josh Prohibition. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff on this card. Uh, a lot of really interesting names and a lot of different stuff. Uh, so if you want to go support them, go to AIWrestling.com. And that's this Saturday, the 8th, uh, in Turner's Hall in Cleveland, Ohio. So definitely go check them out. Yeah. That's it? Oh, wait. Were you trying to toss to me? Is it, is it my turn to talk I, I, about I, I, wrestling now? I, we, uh, we can talk uh, about more stuff. I, an Inspire Pro T-shirt made a uh, raw last night. That's cool. <laughs> nice. It did. It really did. Nice. It was right next to Roman Reigns when he was. Oh, that's that picture I saw. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't read it yeah, either. So, so I'm like, I'm like, what is? The, why is this like superimposed Inspire shirt like over? Also, oh, and and front of the not of the Indie Mayhem show, but the Wrestling Mayhem show. Uh, Ricky Starks made his second Monday Night Raw appearance. Did he go through a table uh, again? No, Dean Ambrose took his soda. <laughs> Dean Ambrose took his soda. Hey, oh, well, you know what? I you know, and I, I was like, is that soda a plant? It is I a plant. I thought that. I thought that did not recognize the front of the show. I was it, more it, focused it, it, on the soda. Yeah, so if you, uh, uh, Ricky Starks tweeted that if he's taking bookings and uh, drink reservations. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so go support him. Amazing. Um, Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. We're getting shout. We're getting. We're getting uh, caught out in the chat room. Uh, yes, that was Grado. I don't know who this Grado is in AIW. Grado is from uh, from uh, England, I believe. I actually don't but, know a whole yeah, lot. Okay. About it, well, the name of the event is Grado Does America. Europe's yes, Grado uh, debuts on American soil, uh, and it's an event that the AIW is holding. Uh, apparently the entire weekend of September 5th. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> three, three shows. And uh, Grado is apparently featured. Uh, so whatever is up with that, now you know. I, 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 I'm only vaguely familiar with the name. So mm-hmm. I, I'll have to look up some. I went out to poke Joe Dombrowski for that. I'm sure he has some stories. I mean, he's, he was the one all telling me about Congo Kong before I went to the gathering. So, um, <laughs> man, is that all the indie wrestling? I got nothing left. Uh, Vicious Outcast Wrestling. Vicious Outcast Wrestling had a show over the weekend. Um, Virgil was there, but you won't see he Virgil on the DVD. I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine uh, <laughs> that should be available. Uh, check out their viciousoutcastwrestling.com. Check out their Facebook. Uh, they already have a cover up for it. Sounds like a lot of really uh, interesting stuff happened there. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, it should be on digital download here soon. They should be kicking it over to me. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's it. Hey, uh-huh. Eamon, you're Sorg. at Eamon too, please. And you can check out yes, the wonderful InspireProWrestling.com and again, buy their DVDs and digital downloads on SmartMark Video. Yes, yeah, also get tickets uh, for August 30th uh, for Relentless. We'll soon be releasing mm-hmm. the uh, 
the uh, card for that show very soon. So. You know what I do is this on every Tuesday night, <laughs> live.sorgatronmedia.com. I start at 4 o'clock talking about healthy things, and then we get to pro wrestling. They are the, probably the people that need the healthy things. And all the tech and geek stuff in between, you can join us or check out all the shows whenever the heck you want to at sorgatronmedia.com and find all the linky links for video and audio formats for all those shows. We're up to seven shows we're doing a week. Seven. I am in six of them. And I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna guest in the seventh here very soon. So it's very interesting. And there's an eighth in the works. Maybe oh a, maybe a ninth in the works. It's, Thankfully, it's, we're, we're outsourcing those. Um, we're, we are insane, ladies and gentlemen. We are. We are. I happy. apparently I am. My name's on everything. So. <laughs> Okay, uh, but hey, big thanks to another guy who's got his name on everything, BasicSickness.com, for our theme music. Check us out at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and find everything at iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, on, on top of this, there's a Wrestling Mayhem Show super feed you can find on iTunes and Stitcher that gets all the shows, even the wrap-ups that we do in Google Hangout uh, on Mondays and Thursdays for uh, TNA, NXT, Monday Night Raw, and the main shows, of course, uh, this and the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And you can drop us a line, goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com, 412-206-WMS0. You can find us at Mayhem Show or Wrestling on Twitter or Wrestling Mayhem Show on Facebook, Google+. Uh, and of course, the great Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group. Um, and you can join us here again live every Tuesdays live at at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central for Amen. Um, and with that, hey, big thanks to uh, Jake Clemens, the referee internationally known, obviously. And go check him out again, Clemens Jake on the Twitter. And uh, until then, go uh, support some indie wrestling. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Oh. Sick, 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 you know how I